everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. And today we have a very special show for you. I am joined by a great friend and fellow healer, Dylan Hoffman. Dylan has been in the healing space for over 10 years, working with hundreds of people facilitating healing for those who struggle with PTSD, trauma, childhood abuse, anxiety, depression, and those looking to become their highest self. Dylan is a shaman and has his own company, Yoga Shamanics and Shamanic Empowerment, a company committed to helping others heal by creating a safe and sacred environment for healing to take place. Dylan specializes in power retrievals, animal retrievals, soul retrievals, energetic cord cutting, bodily intrusions, energy movement, extractions, integrations in sacred medicines, and facilitates suicidal tendencies and limiting Leafs. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dylan Hoffman. Dylan Hoffman, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. It's an honor to have you here. Thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure being in the same space as you. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor as well on my end. Here, I want to jump right in. Uh, I myself have been introduced to plant medicine uh, pretty recently, within the last year or so, and I have pretty limited experiences with it, but the experiences I have have been life-changing. And you know, just to share from a from an outsider's perspective, obviously you're someone who's been in this field for a while. Uh, some, from some, from from the outside, I had a lot of skepticism. I I was I had a lot of fears, a lot of resistance, but I'm glad that I fought through those because uh, on the other side of those fears was was a lot of healing. So to begin, if you can address the audience here and just express what what does it mean? What 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 are plant medicines? And what are some of the things that could be beneficial um, in the right dosage, obviously, and in the right settings with the right uh, professional that can really uh, add healing to those who are suffering to uh, and trying to overcome past trauma? Okay, awesome. Uh, for, firstly, uh, plant medicines, what, what they're able to do is um, they, they put you into altered states where you're able to access altered traits. And uh, one thing you asked was like, what kind of professional do you want, like facilitating that? Um, typically, you would want a shaman. And uh, the idea why you would want a shaman as this kind of facilitator is because in shamanism, um, first of all, it's universal. So there's, uh, there's no like social or cultural conditions. So it's like throughout everywhere. And uh, in this tradition, um, they have ways of uh, like really connecting to uh trances and like states of ecstasy and that's really what these plant medicines do is they remind you uh your ecstatic nature your like essence your innate wisdom the core principles that are inside of you and that's what uh, a shaman will do with or without plant medicines but with plant medicines it's like amplified and um one of the like most beautiful remembering or beautiful shamanic healing ways is to do a soul retrieval and that's a lot of what these plants do like naturally these plants have a way of of going back into one's uh soul makeup and retrieving those portions of trauma those portions of fragments and uh, this can come through all kinds of traumatized things like depression sexual abuse uh being bullied even or being a victim of narcissism, you know, like all of these things can uh, have someone experience this fragmentation and it's like a defense mechanism. 
And these plant medicines, along with a, a proper facilitator, uh, basically they they retrieve these portions with you. And uh, and and when they do this, you're allowed access to seeing like your life purpose. Uh, you're able to adopt ways of self-protection um, and increases your well-being. And uh, it it restores and clarifies like your connection with yourself and with everything around you. Yeah, perfectly well said. Thank you so much. And. I've experienced that, so I can attest to to the benefit of it. You know, you talk about soul loss. You know, that your audience, really, those who listen to this show, uh, this is obviously narcissism, narcissistic recovery, narcissistic abuse recovery, and it's to me one of the most horrific and, and most soul shattering soul shattering experiences that would create this soul loss. So, you know, the way I go about it is is more psychological, uh, definitely spiritual. Uh, it's a combination of the two, but it's very much, I guess you can say, more uh, based in uh, communication therapy, talk therapy, and and ultimately some of the modalities that I use. Uh, you add an element of, of from the outside, the plants. So, you know, I think that many people, including myself, are skeptical to do that uh, because there's a certain level of trust that you have to have towards a substance and whether it's a societal conditioning or whether it's uh, whether there's uh, uh, whatever whatever preconceived ideas we have about you know ingesting mind altering uh, substances there's going to be fears there's going to be a, a sort of um, a lot of questions a lot of resistance and just to express some of the ways I got over it I took a leap I didn't really uh, you know it was scary as hell uh, and and it, even while going through the experience, there was a lot of fears. It was painful. Uh, it wasn't fun necessarily. This wasn't about getting high. This wasn't about tripping out and having fun. Uh, this is far from fun. Now, that being said, there are enjoyable elements to it. So how could we communicate to our audience who, uh, for the most part, uh, are struggling with trust and having faith and letting go? Uh, how could we explain to them that these drugs are... Uh, I really even uh, want to take back the word drugs. I do want to refrain from using that and call it plant medicines. How could these medications be used to to help you get in touch with your soul, get in touch with the trauma of your past, uh, the parts of you that are stuck in the past, and really uh, integrate all these elements of you? Uh, how can we instill that trust in our audience so that we can give them the, the, the faith and that these options are going to actually assist you in life? Well, the first thing I'll say is, 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 yeah, I, I hear you, you know, about the fears, about the uncertainty, about, you know, oh, is this a drug? You know, am I going to, especially people who are addicted, you know, to other drugs, like it's, they're like, oh, I'm going to take a drug to get off of drugs, you know, and it's like, no, it, it is, it is a medicine because, uh, like, it's, it's not like you take, you take a, you take a medicine and then you're cured. No, like, it's like you take a medicine, you get these insights, you get these revelations, you have to actually do the work, but like the ceremony is only 10% of that work. You know, the other 90% of it is after the, the ceremony, which is the ceremony of life. And, um, and, and what these medicines really allow you to do when you get curious, that's like the main thing is you just got to get curious with your fears, get curious with your judgments, get curious with your attachments, um, get curious with with where, where you're not able to break free in life, like where you're conditioned or limited. And a lot of it is just about exploring and like really having the willingness to develop a true self. And, and a lot of us walk around with a, a false sense of self. Like 
who our parents want us to be, who society wants us to be, uh, wh whatever kind of perhaps religion or tradition or dogma that we were uh, indoctrinated into. And, and that's really what these medicines allow you to do. They allow you to like explore your own uh, individuality, your own uniqueness. And it's all about breaking free, like true freedom, you know, where you have your own inner guidance, your own inner healing, and, and you're finding the source of, of that within. Um, and I really think that that's what these medicines are about. You know, they're about like recovering your essence uh, so you can like really become who you're meant to be. And, and, and that's a gift, you know, that's a gift and, and blossoming into your wholeness. So you can, you know, like really see blessings in your life and uh, really about like um, reclaiming your energy back you know, and releasing like old habits um, so they can open up new pathways of a new you, you know. 100%. That's so well said. I think that many people who are addicted, uh, who even not necessarily who are uh, narcissistic, you know, obviously we talk about narcissism and narcissistic abusers who are heavily addicted to manipulating and controlling and abusing, but codependents and victims of abuse often have these, these helplessness, victim consciousness and addictions to uh, to other people as well, to people pleasing perhaps. So this kind of um, pulls you back, like you said, uh, uh, takes your power back. I like that because, uh, or gathers your energy back, is how you, I think you said it. And it's because the more you can gather yourself together and be authentic, the less dependent you are on other people's A, uh, projections, perspectives, uh, ideas of who you should become, and the more free you are to become who you are meant to be. And the, the way I see plant medicine, and I have two limited experiences, and I'll share very briefly. One of them was with yourself, which was the psilocybin. And then in another experience, I tried ayahuasca, and they were both life-changing. And the um, what I've discovered most specifically in these altered state, states of consciousness was how I had been acting, uh, you know, on a level, on a day-to-day -day basis, really in a fragmented, dysfunctional, chaotic way, and really without the ability to access the the parts of me that were the core cause of this dysfunction. So I was kind of a, a, a really with helpless to make any true, authentic changes. Now I'm not saying plant medicines are the only way to go, but the way I see it is is that it's it's hard to get in contact with these parts of ourselves because of the conditioning and the many layers and the many defenses, the false self. You know, we, we condition ourselves to create this false self and then reinforce it again and again uh, to a point where it is very difficult to to leave that and get back and, con and let it break down and get in contact with our true authenticity uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, because uh, because our true, true authentic self has been shamed, manipulated, hurt, abused, and who wants to hang out with the parts of ourselves that are that are unhappy, that are shame based? So we, we would like to disconnect from them and and, and just deny them and really just uh, uh, stay you know an, an addict essentially. Someone who's addicted is in denial. We'd like to stay in denial, but. So if you could talk a little bit about the benefits of, of once, you, once you take these medications, once you try it, obviously in, a, in, a, in an environment that's, that's uh, pr protected, that's safe with a shaman who you trust, uh, definitely look out for somebody who you feel comfortable with, and you take the medication, talk about some of the benefits that happen once you take them, how could you start to uh, you know, integrate those parts of yourself that are disconnected in back into your authenticity and become more authentic. Ooh, oh, wow. 
Um, yeah, well, first of all, like integration is, is for sure the most challenging part of, of working with these medicines. And, and one thing that you said is uh, there's like a common phrase where the medicine's for everybody, but not everybody's for the medicine. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely takes a certain uh, kind of person, um, almost like a uh, certain kind of spiritual warrior to really like take their shadows and face it, you know, like kind of like take the, the, the bull by the horn in a, in a sense. And it takes a lot of courage. It, it does. I, I can't lie and say that it's, uh, it's all sunshine and rainbows, even though some, some experiences are very, very um, blissful and beautiful in that way. Uh, and, and that's really what it is. It's like because of all of these uh, false senses that we, we've, we've gotten conditioned into because we don't know our true essence, uh, we've forgotten what it's like to be in our heart space, our, our emotion center. Like we fear being in our emotional state. So we create these defense mechanisms to avoid feeling, to avoid uh, allowing certain things to come in. We, we, we build all these resistance, uh, all about stories, really. It's all, on, it's all through stories. And these medicines allow you to live inside your heart. And, and all these other stories come through the mind. It comes through living in the mind, uh, especially here in the West. We're so uh, analytically driven, uh, which is why our egos are so dominant, because that is the left hemisphere that's really uh, activating. And what these uh, medicines do, they allow the right hemisphere to become more active and like more uh, harmonious with the left side. So then you have this synchronicity going on where you're more imaginative, you're more creative, uh, you start to tap into like your inner child, uh, you might have some, um, some things come up, uh, some insights, some revelations on like things that you should be doing and how to kind of like go about that. So if you're like blocked before, uh, now all of a sudden you have this clarity, you have like this sense of knowing. And, and that's what I was saying, like it's not like you take a medicine and it does the work for you, like no, it, it shows you like where, where you need to focus on, where to, uh, it's kind of like it's giving you a roadmap to yourself, but it's like, it's the stance that you're doing with, with the medicine. And, um, and that's why it's important to really have a, a, a skilled shaman because a skilled shaman, what they do is like, they have these, these spiritual allies that they use to assist uh, in holding a really good container um, they work with, uh, depending what kind of uh, shaman, you'd want the ones who, who are working with benevolent spirits that are actually uh, creating healings instead of um, causing destruction and despair. And, and yes, these medicines can be very healing, but also like without proper set setting and environment, they can become very uh, toxic and make things a little bit worse. Um, and, and those are... It's not that you have a bad trip, like some might say. Uh, they're just really, really tough lessons to learn. And, yeah. and a lot of us entertain um, specific uh, spirits that we shouldn't be entertaining. And that's what's causing a lot of this misfortune and harm and uh, hatred inside. That's what's stopping us from living inside of our hearts. And, and basically these medicines, you'll notice a huge shift from perspective of fear to love. And when we live in the mind, we live in fear. When we live in the heart, we live in love. And that's really what it's about is, is reminding you of your loving state, your loving nature, and how to access that, how to be in that 
all the time where it becomes a point you do not need any more medicine. Absolutely. And I love how you say it's, it's, it's the medicine is for everybody, but not everybody's for the medicine. And I'm not here to say that everyone, Hey, listen, try medicine. Uh, this is for you. I think that you have to be ready for it. And I think that if you're not ready for it, you, you can have a bad trip. You can, you can, uh, I guess you can say snap or have a psychotic break. I think those things are very possible. So I do want to make it very clear to the audience that this is not, uh, I'm not sitting here and promoting uh, plant medicine for everybody and just go do it. I, what I am saying is, is that open your mind to the possibility that there is healing in ways that are not necessarily conventional and ways that you don't you haven't necessarily been uh, brought awareness to as of yet. And um, you know, even, the way I see it is, is that you mentioned tough lessons. The reason I believe we suffer so much as a society, like you said, we're, we're mind-driven, we're ego-driven, but we're also uh, we're also in possession of these shadows. And instead of integrating shadows, we fight them and we defend against them. So the way I would summarize that is is like a child who's going to war with their shadow and is like scared of their shadow. You know, you kids do this all the time. Uh, you know, they're, you know, they're, they, they mentioned how they're scared of the, of the shadow. They're scared of the dark. And it's like, this is kind of similar to that. I feel because again, not to minimize or not to even make fun of it or even, uh, uh, take away from the, the, the important, the, the, the real fears of it. But really what it is, it's that we have darkness within us and the way through it, uh, the way to it, to healing is through it. We got to go into the shadows. We got to not be scared of it because whatever is in there as painful and terrifying as it is, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to just leave you alone because you deny it or you defend against it. Uh, we all have shadows. We all have shadows, and in these shadows are our wounds of childhood, our unconscious uh, childhood programming, negative messages, uh, our demons, our negative spirits that attack us. So until we do go into the shadows, until we integrate this, these part of parts of ourselves, we're not going to feel whole. And as a result of not feeling whole, we are going to be fragmented. We're, gonna, we're not going to be authentically healthy. And you can't, you can't just, it's not a quick fix. It's a lifetime of continuously going inward and becoming self-aware. And I think that's really also what this, what the culture that we live in is driven is short-term gratification and quick fixes. And it's like, we there's so much money is spent on self-help and medication and quick fixes and years of, of running away from ourselves oftentimes a whole lifetime to the point where we're we're almost professionals everyone is so incredibly good at running away from themselves i mean you have distractions literally everywhere and one of the things about this COVID is that is that people are suddenly saying, "Wait a minute! All my distractions are, are or most of my distractions are being taken away. I, got, I kind of have to sit with myself. I kind of have to face myself." So, my next question uh, to you, Dylan, is: as a society, and I and I think I ask almost everyone who comes onto my show this question because I always love to get everybody's insight. Everyone has a unique spin on this. Uh, I'm all about social change. I'm about, I'm all about changing the world for the better and healing the healing the planet. Um, how do you see? What's your vision for how we can take this world? that seems to be pretty toxic, pretty low vibrational, tons of narcissism, tons of shadows, people fighting each other, projecting their shadows onto them and then combating it as if it's the enemy, tons of ego identification. How do you, what is your vision, if you're comfortable sharing, the vision for, the, for how we can create a world that is comfortable or that feels that they are safe to go into the shadows and explore these very dark topics? 
Ooh, well, for, first thing is, is what I love, uh, especially in, in my circles, I, I love hearing the possibility of uh, uh, a world in abundance of peace and harmony and unity, uh, I, being compassionate. I, I love that idea. But are we there yet? Uh, realistically, no. <laughs> like you're saying, people in the COVID, um, some of them are just being thrown into this, like to sit with themselves. And, and they're not, some are, we're not ready for that. That's why they're kind of losing their, their marbles. And, and I would say the biggest thing we can do as a community, as a society is uh, really come together and, 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 and lend and like, just be there for support. And, and really like, uh, same thing with plant medicines, like set, set the intentions to really look at these things that, that are troubling or that uh, we're complaining about because in every complaint, there's a request, there's a request to change something. There's a, a request to shift something. And whether we're looking at it outside of us or not, there's always something with inside of us that we can shift. And, and it's really just like starting with the things that you can shift instead of looking at the things that you can't shift, you know, and I feel a lot of people get really focused on things that are, uh, maybe like out of their stretch instead of just looking what's within their stretch and you can always change something within yourself so that's where i would say the preparation to set the intention to like really want to look at yourself in this uh compassionate self-observational way and 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 the other thing is like really start activating uh, a lot of uh, radical acts of self-love you know that's that's really really important um because, you know, we, we, we beat ourselves up. We don't live in a society that teaches us to be gentle or to uh, not be vulnerable. And, and this is a lot of where it's at. It's, it's actually like returning back to our vulnerability because that is where our truth strength is found, 100%. Yeah, that's so well said. I love how you say that. We're, 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 we're not nice to ourselves. And because we're not nice to ourselves, we're not nice to others. Uh, it's, it's a... Exactly, hundred percent. The way I see, I mean, hundred percent. Perfectly said. It's it's almost like the way we feel creates a thought. This is how I see it. The way we feel creates a thought. The thought creates a uh, decision because our decisions we think about our decisions and then we make them. So if our feeling state is one of denial, is one of shame, is one of self rejection and abandonment, uh, is one of uh, self abuse then our decision makings, we're going to feel the negative feelings, think the negative thoughts, and then our decision making as a result. So if you look at society today and you say, well, a lot of people making toxic decisions about themselves and about their relationships and with other people, it, you can stem it back to the feeling state. And the feeling state, we can pretty much uh, stem back to our, our childhood. And that's really why I personally uh, am, for the most part, to our childhood. And that's really why I'm so passionate about childhood wounds because when somebody comes into therapy, somebody comes for healing, they we owe it to them to to reflect back the 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 condition that they are in in the most accurate way uh if they're not getting an accurate reflection or mirror they can't see the problem so it would behoove us to be able to be have awareness of this of this issue so that we can be the best facilitators of that mirror and ultimately help people correct it within and that's what i love about you know you dylan and 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 the work that you do and for those listening, Dylan, you've been doing this, if I understand correctly, for, for, for over 10 years, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and you've worked with thousands of different people, and you've, you've, you've developed this ability to 
be an excellent mirror, an excellent reflection uh, for myself included. And the things that I don't want to see about myself, the things that I don't like to see about myself. uh, If somebody comes to me and yells them at me, I'm going to just hate that person. I'm going to call that person crazy. But if somebody comes over to me uh, with the most compassionate you know, way and a way that holds space, but also has boundaries and, and respects my 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 my, my spiritual divinity within. I'm gonna be much, I'm gonna be much more inclined to self reflect and ultimately correct those wounds and heal. And that's what I think we need as a society as well. Just to kind of add on, we need people who are going to not just yell your problems. And everyone knows what's wrong with society, right? Everyone's got an opinion of what's wrong with society. Um, So I don't think people are interested in hearing what's wrong with society. People are sick and tired of hearing problems. Uh, The way I see it is if it don't come to me with a problem unless you have a solution. So I think that that there are many, many different solutions for many different problems. But I think that if there was a general solution to most problems, uh, I don't want to say all problems, I would say it's self-awareness, going withinward, again, uh, going inward, and tapping into that 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 infinite love that you have within, and you've done that for yourself, and I'm working to do that for myself, because when somebody, you know, comes over to, to Dylan and, and myself and wants healing, what they want is they want the ability to tap into their own divinity. Uh, the way I see it is, is that, I think you mentioned this a while back, is, you know, we don't heal people. We help people heal themselves, and uh, I used to think I did heal people, and then I uh, and then I learned very quickly that I did not. It wasn't me. It was me. Just <laughs> I, my ego would have loved it to be me. That was trip. That tripped me out a little bit. But you know, I, what I realized is that no, it's not me. It's me uh, holding space, uh, and and joining that person in their pain, in their struggle, and being with them, and creating a sort of a connection with them because that's really what people want. They want human connection. I see human connection as the the ultimate medicine. So before we finish up, I want to I want to get your thoughts on how could we create how does how does plant medicine create that human connection? Uh, because the way I see it is is that whatever whatever you want to call it, at least from my perspective, and tell me if you you, you agree, uh, is that we we got to get authentic, we got to get real, we got to get true, and we got to get connected. So. Whether you do it through plant medicines, whether you, whether you do it through mind map therapy, whether you do it through a friend at a coffee shop, whether you do it meditating, we got to get connected. So how could we get connected via the plant medicines? How does that create connection to your authentic being and then ultimately with other people? Two things that you really brushed up on was you talked about childhood trauma and uh, childhood trauma for sure uh, is, is stopping a lot of this connection. It's definitely uh, having people sell out on their authentic selves. And the other thing you mentioned was about awareness. Like, of course, we're selling out on ourselves with all this childhood trauma. And in some ways that looks like how that looks in, in adult adulthood. If you do have childhood trauma, it could be uh, living a false self, like we mentioned. It could be uh, like the unconscious desire to want to save someone, uh, fix somebody, or uh, rescue somebody. It could be like uh, chronic people pleasing, which is something that I used to struggle with a lot. It could be uh, like lacking boundaries, um, relationships that trigger um, a fear of abandonment. It could be chronic apologizing, um, being in survival mode, like hyper vigilant uh, and having like a very nervous response. Um, and it could be betraying your own needs. And and just those uh 
I guess you, you can call them symptoms of childhood trauma. It, it's, it's what it will develop in your adult life. And every time you're kind of accessing these trauma points, which first of all, they are breadcrumbs to your healing. So whether you use plant medicines or not, it's, it's really about just finding the awareness tool, the awareness catalyst. And, and even through people, that's people are beautiful medicine, like you're, like you're saying. And, um, and I really believe healing and community is, is where, where our society is going to start going because we're so disconnected. Um, you know, like it's, it's just, we're so, we're so disconnected. And I think it's because of the, the way that we live in, in society and as a community. And, and that's really what these medicines do. They show, they know exactly where to point awareness onto so you can heal those places of disconnection. And, and, and then you start to really have this um, harmonious feel within so you can create this, you can co-create like very synergistic uh, projects and relationships that are very deep in, in, in intimacy, which is like into you, I see. <laughs> into me, see, 100%. Well, Dylan, thank you so very much for joining me. Uh, it's an honor to have you here on my show. And if you can just uh, some last words for uh, for our audience uh, about uh, about yourself and, and your healing modalities and ultimately how to reach you for services. So yeah, a little little brief about me. Um, I've been doing shamanism uh, for ten years. I've learned through uh, multiple different traditions, uh, both uh, who use plant medicines and also who don't work with plant medicines. Um, and and it's interesting working with with both of them because then I get to see like how they're similar, but also how they're different within their modalities. Um, and uh, really what I do is I, I, I like to think of it like a spiritual surgery where it's all about bringing health in the body, uh, peace in the spirit and love in the heart. And we work on all these aspects. So I also do like breath work, yoga, um, you know, a lot of body work, um, uh, trance dance, um, we, tons of ceremonies that really, uh, brings wellness and, and solace to yourself and how you can reach me. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, soon I will have a, a website up so people can reach me through the website. You can call me, um, email, uh, which I'll give you all the contact and yeah, man, like you can reach out and, and reach me wherever right now I'm doing a lot of, uh, referral basis. So even if, you might not be able to use my services, but you know somebody who could uh, use my services. Uh, please feel free to have them reach out, and I would love to chat with them and see if uh, what I do, my modalities, if it's a good fit for them uh, for what they're trying to do in their healing. Excellent, and I will leave the contact information to to uh, for Dylan uh, below in the uh, description section. So Dylan, thank you so much for joining me on today's show once again. Thank you everyone for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the very best.